Welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope, Harry, and today we are doing sermon number 42, No One Is Coming to Save You, number 19. Um, encouraged Mental Illness is the name of the sermon. Um, I am going to put a disclaimer out here. I am not a psychologist. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a professional in the uh, mental health field whatsoever. Um, nothing that I am saying is advice uh, as far as dealing with your own personal mental health. Uh, and also, if you are somebody who is actively seeking treatment uh, from a professional and you are or and or you are actively taking medicine for a uh, psychological based uh, illness, this is 100% not about you. I want you to understand that 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 I do understand that some people have chemical imbalances and they have unresolved traumas that they need to deal with and they need professional help with that and that there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. This, this podcast is not about you at all. It's about people who are actually doing more harm to you and your kind than, than anybody else. That being said, let me get on to the housekeeping notes. Uh, Friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast. We have RLM Media, uh, that's Real Liberty Media at reallibertymedia.com. Uh, Donna Van Meter, Amy Lynn Russell, and Moose Girl uh, potentially putting together a show. Uh, we still have talks happening about that, so we're not really sure when it's going to launch. Star O'Hara and her project Extremists Being Awesome. Mr. Nathan Frazier, the master of the dark arts of marketing. Uh, the Salted Sicilian, my good friend, Christy Caruana. Uh, Little Nugs Bunny, a podcaster here on Spotify for Podcasters. Uh, we also have uh, Kennedy Edwards, We Trade Free, London Garden over on Twitter, and uh, my, Mr. Michael Witt over on Instagram as uh, other listeners who uh, have promoted the message of the Blasphemous Pope podcast. The only other way to get on this list of prestigious people that promote the podcast is to become a listener supporter. Um, these these uh, people, they had supported and spread the message early on uh, before any monetization options uh, came to be. Now that, they're, that, that they are there, um, really they're, they're the way to get on this list to get your project highlighted or anything like that is to become a listener supporter for a lofty sum of 99 cents per month. You can help support this podcast. Um, I am reachable on socials and via my Discord channel. Uh, so you just type my name, Harry Felker, into any of the social media uh, applications and you will probably find me pretty quickly. Um, you can also go to the link in the description for Discord. You can also uh, click on the links for any uh, for the Blasphemous Pope uh, social media pages that are there. Uh, you can also visit the uh, page on the web. It is not called the Blasphemous Pope Podcast. It is called the Melan uh, Melancholic Phoenix. It's uh, uh, where I put all of my writing stuff for the podcast uh, so if you do need um, links uh, images all of that stuff for any of the uh, past podcasts all that stuff is there 
Now, let us get on with today's sermon. Uh, it is going to be a pretty big sermon. I do not know if I'm going to be able to make it all in the allotted time period. If not, I will be continuing next week. I'm not going to extend this one, uh, but I do want to try to give everything here an honest treatment. I, I want to make sure I give it uh, my best effort because there are people who could uh, uh, feel that I am attacking them and I do not wish them to think that as per the disclaimer in the beginning. But there are people I am very specifically attacking and I am absolutely having no problem calling them out because what they are doing is despicable and is hurtful to people who don't generally deserve to be hurt. So, Sermon 42, No One Is Coming to Save You, Part 19, Encouraged Mental Illness. Encouraged mental illness is a phenomenon that happens in our society. It is something that has become much more noticeable now that we have technology to help boost the signal. Uh, It may be something that has happened all along, but uh, the prominence of it or the visibility of it is so much more now than it was then that it does need to be addressed. I think it actually needs to be addressed in a much more direct manner than just talking about it in a podcast or just ridiculing these people uh, little bit by little bit. We, we actually need to address this. We need to take the elephant in the room, stick it in the center of the room and go, this is a fucking problem. And I don't think enough people are actually doing that. And I think what ends up happening is people what they do is they take an example of the elephant in the room, put it in the middle of the room, and give it more attention, and that is part of the problem. When we come back, we're going to really get into this. Okay, so now that we're back, um, and I want to thank everybody for coming back, uh, let's start tackling this in earnest. Um, Basically, encouraging mental illness is a source of societal pain. It it affects a large group of people, and I I want to make sure that um, we we talk about the people who are the real quote-unquote victims of this problem. Uh, because they kind of deserve it because they're they're suffering and they kind of deserve to it, it to be called out that that you know they are the victims and this is what's happening to them um, first and foremost there's that that giant call to normalize mental illness there's the the social media aspect of it and then there's the language built around promotion now we're going to tackle each one of these one by one, and I'm not sure how long this is going to take, and this is probably going to be the reason why we have to do a part two to this, but let's try to soldier on through, shall we? All right, so normalize. The fact of the matter is that when people 
especially people on social media, are calling to normalize mental illness, the, the fact of the matter is that they are, they are doing more harm than good because mental illness is not normal. It's not, it's not, it shouldn't be seen as normal. The people who suffer from mental illness, they get no benefit from having this additional compassion to normalize their mental illness rather than going and getting care. And the problem with the word normalize is that it makes it seem like the people who are suffering from mental illness do not need that care. And it's, it's a bad thing. Not only because then some people who are suffering from mental illness will not go and seek care because, well, it should be considered normal. The other problem here is, is that they um, often are pushed out of the market for getting care because so many people who are not suffering from mental illness, so people who are a little weird or have a little social anxiety are clogging up the doctor's time with their, their non-issue that does not really need medication or s serious uh, professional intervention. And the people who do need serious for, uh, professional intervention and uh, actual you know, medical care requiring you know, med medicine are, are unable to pay the fees because there's a high demand for the doctor's time. Um, so the call for normalization on two fronts is a really bad thing. It's, it's first of all, it's, um, it's not serving mentally ill people. You're, you may think, oh, well, I'm putting the spotlight on them. It's not helping them any because then it attracts other people to want to be in that spotlight. People who don't necessarily need to be there. And it then exacerbates the issue of the people who should be there that can't get there. The other problem here is that it glamorizes the, the whole mental illness thing. And I think that that's also a major issue here. It's a major issue that causes all of these people to go seek help when they don't really need to seek help. They need to go outside, touch grass, exercise, take care of themselves, eat right, stop just sitting there chain watching television shows and eating Doritos all day. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of people disguise just poor life choices as mental illness because then they can say, well, I don't have any responsibility for this. I'm mentally ill. They're not. They're just being lazy or they're just not taking care of themselves properly and then suffering the consequences of that. You know, everyone likes to say, oh, well, it's not cancel culture. It's sparkling consequences. Well, guess what? It's not mental illness. It's sparkling consequences to your shitty fucking life choices. You know, everybody has trauma. Then everybody should be in some way, shape or form required, requiring themselves to go to seek mental health. Uh, help and that's not the case. And there's a reason why it's not the case because people heal from trauma with or without most trauma. Let's put it that way. People heal from most trauma with or without a professional's help. And part of that has to do with making good choices regarding the meat suit that you carry. And you, you can't get the fuck around that. That's, that's just the way it is. You know, like I said way at the beginning of the no one's coming to save you, your body, your mind, and your spirit are all linked. They all lean on each other. 
So if you're not taking care of your body, your mind is going to suffer and it's not, no measure of talking to a psychiatrist or getting medication is going to save you from that. You, you actually need to take care of your body. Your body is what fuels your mind and sometimes that's all it really takes. The, the fact of the matter is people who have legitimate mental illness, that's not going to solve their problem. They know it's not going to solve their problem because of the nature of their mental illness. And the, the real kicker is, is that they get kicked out because of the glamorization. Now, when we come back, I am going to talk about uh, social media and some of the things that have come up because of social media in regard to this very specific topic. Uh, I hope to see you then. Welcome back. All right. So <clears throat> now, um, in regards to this, we we have a social media factor. There is a technology factor that like amplifies people and their 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 nonsense. We're just gonna call it that nonsense. Um, and uh, the real problem here is that um, people use this nonsense as an excuse. It's, uh, it's an excuse for their bad choices. It's an excuse for their bad behaviors. As I had said in the last segment, um, the fact of the matter is, is people go, well, that's just my ADHD mind, or that's just, and it's, it's bad. It's bad for people who actually suffer from these problems. It's really bad for people who suffer from these problems and don't get treatment because they think it's normal because they see someone on the internet saying that, oh, well, I forgot this. Well, you know, it's not, it's not the same. And they know, and deep down they know it's not the same. But with these, with, with these people posting on social media, it makes them think that, oh, well, it's the same. This person's just normal. It's just, they have a little ADHD. I just have a little ADHD when there's some large, uh, underlying problems involved there and they aren't getting addressed because they, they, they're normalized, they're glamorized and they're posted all over social media. And the problem is, is that social media is a, an attention-seeking machine. Attention, um, and I'm going to talk about this in, later in this podcast, attention is a currency on social media. And the problem is, then this is a telltale sign of where, where you can find these people. If someone is self-diagnosed as anything, they generally don't have it. I'm going to tell you that right now. 99% of the people on social media who claim to have some sort of mental illness that are not seeking any type of treatment, are not taking any kind of medication, um, are self-diagnosed. They they take a uh, an online test, and that online test reveals to them that they're this, that, or the other thing. In the last few podcasts, uh, I had done some online tests about learning styles, about 
about uh, how I fit into the theory of multiple intelligences. And I take those things with a grain of sand. There are some things that are not very surprising because I answered these things honestly, but I take it with a grain of sand. These are not professionally administered tests. These are not, these are not things that you can really rely on to be factual or truthful because the people who created it created the bias for those types of tests. So, you know, and I mean, the peak irony is like people who go on TikTok with the little filters that have the thing over your head, uh, what's your mental illness? And, and they're, they're doing that and, and using that to parade around like they, they actually have a mental illness when they more than likely just don't. And, and the fact of the matter is, is it gets them attention. They, they get to feel special and important when they're just like everybody else and not special and not really all that important to general population of the world. And that's, that's currency for them. Now, whether it means it's monetization currency or just, you know, I need to have attention currency, that's, that's something we'll discuss later. But the fact of the matter is, is that um, using your mental illness as a badge of honor treating it like it's normal, treating it like it's glamorous is literally doing harm to people who actually suffer from mental illness. And that's the reason why this really needs to be called out and needs to be um, um, put in its place, so to speak. The other thing I want to talk about as far as social media is concerned is Manchhausen, Manchhausen by proxy and narcissistic uh, personality disorder. Now, these are three very different things that are very much similar to each other. Manchhausen is a self-inflicted physical harm in order to present yourself as having an illness or lying to um, medical professionals about your symptoms or uh, exaggerating your symptoms to a medical professional. And this is what I was talking about last uh, last. Uh, 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 segment we were we were I was like we're gonna we're gonna talk about this well this is it you know the fact of the matter is is that this exists people do this because they have some sort of childhood abandonment childhood trauma which in and of itself uh is a mild form of mental illness but then then this kicks it up a notch because now they have a gigantic platform to get all of this attention which soothes their you know their actual trauma rather than actually facing it now, by proxy is a little bit different. By proxy is when a caregiver physically abuses the person in their charge in order to get the attention and the sympathy that they're looking for to deal with their own personal childhood trauma uh, by physically abusing their child. And the, the third layer of this, the narcissistic personality disorder, is when you're psychologically abusing your target in order to get that... Um, uh, that, that dopamine boost, that attention that your own psychological trauma demands that you get. Um, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the language built around the promotion of mental illness um, and maybe a little bit about how we're going to uh, deal with this as a people.
welcome back. Okay, so when uh, we were talking about uh, Munchausen, Munchausen by proxy, and uh, uh, narcissistic personality disorder, um, I want you to understand something that uh, Munchausen, when you're when it's self-inflicted, it could be either psychological illness or f- physical illness that you're uh, that you're basically presenting as. Um, when it's by proxy. When it's Munchausen by proxy, Munchausen syndrome by proxy, MSBP, um, it is usually um, a, a physical abuse issue. And when it's narcissistic personality disorder, it's usually a psychological um, issue that's presented. Um, and it's a psychological, pres- uh, it's an issue that is presented either physically or psychologically um, by the person who is the caregiver of another person that is the victim of the abuse. Um, So where you would have um, someone might might be uh, guilty of Munchausen by proxy um, when they are, you know, actively poisoning their child or actively harming their child and presenting it as an illness that is happening spontaneously to them. Uh, whereas narcissistic personality disorder is more like um, walking around going, my kid's autistic when the kid's not, and just basically psychologically wearing the child down um, to make them question reality. You know, breaking the, kid, breaking the kid's brain in order to be able to get the internet clout to say that my kid has mental illness. Um, there is another one, and I'm, I'm kind of apprehensive about talking about this, but the fact of the matter is, is people who are claiming that their children are 100% experiencing gender dys, uh, dysphoria, the reality is, is that nine times out of ten, that's not the case, and the children who have been transitioned very young um, are now going through the problems of detransition because they have come to the clarity that that they that this wasn't the case for them and it was more their parents deciding that this is what they wanted. And I want to make sure that that this does this is something that's happening. It is something that's being discovered is happening a lot more often than um, it's given any type of airtime for. And it, this is going to segue directly into our next part. Um, language built around promotion of mental illness. Now, first and foremost, I want to talk about a very neutral term called neurodivergent. Neurodivergent, really what that is, is it's, it's mild mental illness. If you, if you have um, very low interaction Tourette's, if you have where, where your tics are, are very, barely noticeable or they're so infrequent, um, if you are neurodivergent because um, of your ADHD or your obsessive compulsive disorder where it's not where it's not blocking your ability to interact with the world at large um, the problem is is that people are then using that using an expanded definition of that to just encompass all mental illness and that's not the case I'm sorry but someone who's bipolar is not neurodivergent they're bipolar it's a world of difference they cannot function without medication and if they do try to function without medication, it usually ends in disaster. And um, we should not be expanding the language for mild mental illness to, to go into things that are very serious. The other thing is gender dysphoria. The gender dysphoria is actually a created term. The, 
the reality is gender dysphoria is just body dysmorphia and it needs to be called out like that the people who are transgender they they are suffering from body dysmorphia and how they're treating it is by transitioning and that's fine i'm not against that the problem is is that again the whole call to normalize these types of things it puts it in a a a a uh, package of well no this is normal this is fine and people who do this are not suffering from any type of mental illness when they in fact are uh, they are suffering from body dysmorphia and they are seeking treatment they're remedying it that way and that's that's up to them as adults the problem here then becomes when you have children who cannot consent to treatment like that um, the parents are forcing it so to speak now we talked about this a little bit uh, early on. The fact of the matter is, attention is currency in our, our world. Not only in the, the dopamine sense, but also in the sense of monetization. Um, social media platforms pay for content, and creators are encouraged to generate content and generate content that highlights this. And the reason why is because it gets a lot of traction, both positive and negative. And it, it doesn't matter what the interaction traction is. All that matters is that there's interactions. All that matters is that it goes viral, at least for a, a little bit. That's, that's what advertisers want. They don't care if it's good or bad. They, just, they don't care about good or bad attention. They just care about attention. And the fact of the matter is, is that that's um, part of what's fueling this. Uh, so when we come back, I'm going to do another segment. When we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of how we are going to resist this. Welcome back to the final segment of this sermon. Okay, so we were talking about how do we resist uh, this this whole phenomenon. Well, um, we have to understand where where the root for this is, uh, and I also want to talk about something else other than monetization. The other, the other real encouragement for this phenomenon is social sympathizing. Um, basically, people are using mental illness as a platform, whether they are saying that they're mentally ill or they're presenting like they're mentally ill. And one of the greatest uh, um, perpetrators of this is uh, currently Harry Sison. And I have the displeasure of seeing this guy's video because everybody shares it of him screaming and yelling about how Republicans don't care about Gen Z when there's literally video of Kamala Harris, who's not a Republican, obviously, um, calling Gen Z exactly the things that he's claiming Republicans are saying. You know, lazy, uh, shiftless, 
you know, this is all stuff that, that, you know, is claimed to be Republican ideology, and yet the uh, vice president of the United States, who, ha who is a Democrat, is parroting the same words. Uh, so the fact of the matter is, is that um, people are using this to put forward a political platform as well, and that's another um, uh, encouragement to do this. And finally, also, there is the dopamine, you know, the, the need to feel special in a world that doesn't think that you're special because the world doesn't think any of us are really all that fucking special, just so you know. We're all just here, you know, and uh, um, it's, a, it's a symbol of poor coping mechanisms to any actual trauma um, that you may have incurred, you know, because life in and of itself is a list of traumas. Nobody has a life that doesn't have any trauma whatsoever. Uh, you, you may have the silver spoon in your mouth, born rich. You're still, there's still going to be things that traumatize you. It happens. It's part of life. Now, here comes to the nitty-gritty. The Well, what are we going to do about this? Well, first and foremost, we need to withdraw our attention. Attention is currency. Attention is how people who get paid via social media, via advertisers and social media, they... They get paid for the amount of attention they have, attention that they get. Now, it doesn't matter, like I said before, if it's positive or negative attention. Attention, for attention's sake, is what they what they're pushing out there. So, if this is something that bothers you, the glamorization of of mental illness, don't interact with these people. Don't watch their videos. Don't share their videos. Don't comment on their videos. Don't anything with them completely ignore them do what cancel culture quote-unquote would like to do to people that they disagree with just ignore the fact that they exist take everything that you can away from them you can't take other people's views away from them except for the views of the people who follow you by not sharing what they put out instead put out a rebuttal of your own if, if you really feel the need to say oh well this person is saying this and this is what they're doing and this is this is wrong and this is why it's wrong and and put out your own content first and foremost it takes the attention away from them and puts it onto you and I maybe you don't want that attention maybe you're not getting paid for that attention I don't know that's not between me and you that's not between uh, that's between you and social media and you and and whoever you're talking about but the fact of the matter is is not adding to their signal by subjecting the people who follow you on social media to their signal is already taking away from them. You're not amplifying their voice. And maybe they have millions of, your, uh, millions of followers and you have a few thousand. It's still a few thousand less. You're doing your part to stop. Um, if they start getting lower engagement because the people who don't like them, quote unquote, uh, aren't engaging with them, then the rewards for their engagement are going to diminish. This is one of the signals that people will get that, hey, maybe this isn't going to work out for me. Um, and it removes that secondary sharing, which amplifies their signal. And that's something that's very important if you are looking to resist this type of behavior. Um, and I can't say this strongly enough you need to resist the urge to comment because the fact of the matter is on most social media platforms if you comment on something 
the people you follow will see that you commented on it and then therefore they are encouraged to engage and that increases their engage, engagement, increases the reach of these people. These people who are doing harm to people who are legitimately mentally ill, that, that are legitimately seeking treatment, legitimately getting medicated, are being harmed by these people. And the only thing that you're doing by yelling at them about it is increasing the reach in which they are then more encouraged to continue doing what they're doing. What you could do is just ignore their existence. And if you're really, really strong, again, make your own post. Don't quote them. Don't send anybody uh, any type of information that will give them, give these people more traction. You want to take the traction away from them. I want to thank everybody for coming and we'll talk to you next week.